Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. We have got to episode 50 of podcasts. I'm so happy about this. Like, it really has been a labour of love. I've changed the name several times. There's been weeks I've missed, I know, but to get to episode 50 is a big, big milestone for me. I um, do it all by myself. I edit all by myself. I do all the, all the stuff by myself. And yeah, this one, I just wanted a bit of a celebration and a bit of how my journey to understanding learning and where I've come from and where I've got to now has changed and I just want it to inspire a few people as well because we very much have this view of what education should be like and it might be from our own experiences but things are changing and for our own children we might want to be doing very very different things. So this is Reading Made Delicious episode 50. Welcome to the Reading Made Delicious podcast, where you discover insights and actionable tips to help your child with reading and early learning. Begin to get the tools you'll need to help them on their unique learning journey and feel confident that you're doing enough to support them with your host, Sarah Travers. So my mum used to tell me that I used to always want to be a teacher. I was fair, I used to always play teachers when I was little. And then whenever I was asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a teacher. And I literally knew from day one that's what I wanted to do. Did all the training, did all the stuff. Finally got into a classroom after a few different parts, but we got there in the end. Finally got to the classroom. It was brilliant. I loved it. I had hard days, as anyone who's been in the classroom will know. I had absolutely great days as well. But very much, I had this view of this is what a classroom should look like this is my role as a teacher is to instill knowledge into children and to help them to be good citizens of the world basically and I started off in a year four classroom so eight nine year olds well this class this classroom was a bit different in that children weren't just sat at desks they had options of where they could sit we had what was called like an amphitheater um, setup where they were like these big squishy steps they used to sit there and we used to do the input of the lesson and then they'd go off to the tables and sit and do their work. They could choose where they sit. There were lower tables. They could choose to lie on the floor if they wanted to, which worked. Um, but then, I don't know, it didn't as well. Anyway, mixed, mixed opinions on that one. I very much had a head teacher who was really willing to try new things out and try things differently. Um, and she very much had the child, children's interests at heart, but also didn't want to go against the grain slightly which is difficult in the school system because the targets you have to meet, inspections you have to go past and all that stuff as well. But anyway, yeah, I very much had this opinion of this is what learning should look like. I spent hours and hours creating lesson plans, trying to deliver things to children to get them to the results that we expected to get them to. When I moved from QCH2 down to reception to early years, First year, I was in complete shock that children didn't sit down at tables. <laughs> I wondered what on earth is going on here. After all, I got used to it and I would never go back to anything else. But we were actually given the opportunity to very much change at what, and, and we're encouraged to look at learning completely differently. Very much at looking at in the moment learning, 
not necessarily worrying about getting through the hoops to get evidence to tick off all the objectives, but really, truly looking at what children were learning on an individual level and what was coming from them. And that began on my path of looking at things a bit differently, moving away from what I first expected. And it really did start to blow my mind a little bit what was possible. I think because things started to look a bit different to what I was expecting, I was very much a bit nervous. But then as time went on, I could see that, yes, initially learning didn't necessarily look like we were ticking boxes. But after a while, you could just see how deeper the learning was that was going on. And then when I left the classroom for having a child, basically, and um, we moved into a tutoring role and began working with so many different children in different ways, in from different countries, some home-educated children. But also, we were in that time of home learning and 2020, which was a very different time. It really forced me to look at, well, what do we actually want our children to be learning? What's important? What's necessary? But then beyond that, are we doing a lot of busy work just to fill time as well? I think that's what's come up a lot of once I've been starting to look at things a bit differently. And then moving on to that. So a lot of what has changed by how I see learning hasn't necessarily been all those experiences. Actually, it was well, when it came to my own daughter's experience, we were moving countries at that time when we would have been applying for school. So when she was three, just turned three, she was going into preschool in the UK, but we moved to, well, first my husband moved over to Germany. So we were forced to look at what our options were for her. So I looked at all the international schools, worked out, and at this point as well, we didn't know necessarily exactly where we were living. And because looking for um, schools is very difficult if you're not, exactly sure where you're going to be living just because I, I found a number of schools that they look great I even contacted them but then it turns out when we actually moved here it was a minimum 30 minute driving good traffic and I was like well that's not really appropriate for a four-year-old at the time so then looking at the options I said like, well she doesn't have to attend school here until she's six so do I then homeschooler so I very much looked into home educating learned all the different things that we different ways we can do which is brilliant there are so many different ways you can do it and the freedom that you have there is is amazing like you really can tailor a whole curriculum around the needs of your child and your family so that was very much an option because we also were told it could take us a while to get into kindergarten we were told it could take us um two years it ended up being in the end, I applied for a kindergarten and it ended up being, I think we have had two weeks till we were called and then said, oh yeah, you can start in about two months' time, which was terrifying, terrifying because it was completely in German and she spoke about three words in German at the point. So I was terrified, but then six months though, she has become fluent and now it means that if our stay here goes beyond that, she can stay and go to a German-speaking school, which is a different thing again. <laughs> but I do really like, when I was looking into the different options, I loved looking at the different curriculum, different ways, things, 
alternative ways you can do aside from national curriculums instead of what you've been told your children should be learning and there are many different systems on alternative educations which really do honour the child in a different way and look at actual developmental appropriate ways of supporting your child's education. Most of them indicate starting reading, writing, maths in a more formal sense much later. So six, seven, that's when they developmentally are ready for reading and writing. And then whenever I, I find that hard, like when I've been told for so many years, okay, you oh, should be doing phonics at four. They should be writing a sentence by the time they're five. And it's just simply like, oh, actually, are they really ready for that? Yes, this is what we're trying to get them to do. And that blew my mind there a little bit there once looking into those things. And this more refreshing look at childhood that we've found here with the kindergarten. So... I genuinely pick my daughter up and say to her, where did you play today? Not what did you do today? But I do ask her that as well. But that's normally my first question. Oh, where did you play today? And she literally will say, oh, yeah, we played. It's like a, a role play area she quite often likes to play in. Or sometimes we just go outside and they will literally, and it is genuinely free play. Like they have a bit of instruction with um, to introduce them and they go out on field trips all the time as well. But it very much is that when I've been saying, oh, we, we've been um, doing a bit of like reading, writing practice at home. We're caught between several systems here. And everyone's looking at me going, but they should be climbing trees and playing. They don't need to be picking up a pen. What are you talking about? It's just a completely different look at it. And I like it. Like, I like that child has been preserved more and there isn't all this pressure. Because then when I go back to the UK and I talk to the to friends and they have children younger than my daughter and they're like oh but we need to be doing they need to be doing this ready for school ready for school it's all about ready for school and you know my mind has been blown but i just thought i'd put that in as my 50th episode and i've got well, quite a few guests coming up in the next few weeks because we've just done our mini series i hope you were able to catch that if not have a little look, look through there are four episodes there following the name change from your learning village through to reading made delicious and i talked on instagram a little bit about that why i changed it and i'm hoping that i can reach more people now with the primary focus being on the visual recipes for beginner readers and sharing more of those getting those to people so people can actually get using them and get kids cooking in the kitchen that is my primary goal the goal of the podcast is far more kind of like information and a, a resource that parents and families and even educators can use to help with early reading and general le early learning at home and then leading into this purposeful way of learning to read and developing functional skills so that's my goal that's my journey and where we've been and I just wanted to celebrate and just show you how much my mind phone and how I have been changed as an educator from those days when I was in the classroom expecting everyone to get through my lesson plan and impart this knowledge on children. And it's very much honouring children's childhood, really coming from their learning journey and how we can make that as authentic and purposeful as possible. Have a great day and I will speak to you again next week. 
Thank you for listening. I hope that you can take something away that will help your child's learning. Head over to the show notes of this episode at readingmadedelicious.com forward slash podcast where you find anything mentioned today. Have a great day and happy learning with your child.